Welcome to South Cedo Paranormal. It is Friday, January 13th, 2023. And tonight we are doing a panel discussion show. Uh, first one in this, uh, in this show. And um, we'll be talking about electricity and the paranormal. And going in maybe a direction that you might not expect with it. Um, as always, you can find the links to all the shows, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. <clears throat> that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions, or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And uh, which that's going to be part of the show today. So that'll be fun. Um, and of course, when you do a panel, that doesn't mean you do that on your own. So I'm happy to uh, welcome two good friends on the show. Uh, we'll start with, uh, with Jay. Hello, Jay. How are you doing? Uh, good, James. How are you? Good. Good. And then uh, also another, um, actually both of you have been on the show before. I just realized that at different times, but um, also APOC is here. Uh, welcome. Welcome. This is a, a cool thing. Yeah. Good to be we, here. We've been talking about this for a while, talking about yeah. doing it on other shows, but um, just worked out that this is where we're going to do this. And uh, the plan is to do this once a month with a different pair of friends each month. And uh, it should be fun. So, but um, definitely. Yeah. So we were talking about just the weird things that happen with energy and electricity and the paranormal and all these different things. And, uh, so just thought it'd be a, a fun one to start with on this, this, uh, series of shows. And, uh, turns out that, um, Jay, you've had a little bit of experience with that yourself. If you want to go. Yeah. Into that. Yeah. Just when we were starting the show here, we couldn't get started because of the electrical things that we were doing. Sure. Um, <laughs> No, but I just say I, I noticed that you know sometimes that you know a radio playing or stuff like that calms it all down. The television, leaving the television on, is kind of a big thing. Um, it just seems like it's drawn to the energy. You know, the more quiet without the electricity and all that stuff running around, it seems that. It's not there. It's when you start shutting all those things off um, that it seems to be more there. And I don't know if it's because you're more focused on it and you're not focused on the radio or the TV. Or maybe they're just focused on the radio and the TV and that's all they wanted in the first place, you know? Yeah, and yours is not the first case where I've heard of this before, where there has been devices like that even acting strange in different ways where they turn out on their own. Um, and it does seem like maybe sometimes whoever is there just wants something to listen to or to watch. And I mean, if you're, if you don't have much else going on, maybe that, that kind of makes sense. If you're kind of, if you feel like you're stuck in a location, you know, or if you just like a location, but you also want these things on, and then, but then when they're not on, and maybe if in some cases where, for whatever reasons, the entities can't turn the devices on on their own, 
they all they want is that little bit of help with with from the people that are there to keep those things on. And when they're not on, they they kind of try to get your attention to to get you to turn it back on. Well, one of the first things that happened here is it's a very old house. So it has the strings that you pull in the middle of the room to turn the lights on. And it didn't matter what you carried through that room. If the light was off, a broom, a ladder, or whatever, it would get tangled up in that string and turn the light on. And it was just really weird. And it was like, okay, this is a weird thing going on. You know, new house, everything else like that. You're trying to get adjusted to your new surroundings. So the simple solution was don't turn the lights off. If it seems like this kind of stuff is going on every time you walk into a room, just leave the light on. Don't turn it off when you leave, you know. Pay a little bit of extra to the power company, I suppose. But it seems to turn it on. I mean, you know, to this day, those lights are on, you know. Just, I'm, yeah, that I'm, is I'm not- sorry. You know, it it is. It's odd, but the thing is, you know, the electricity part of it is like almost makes me think that it's grounded. You know, it's looking for because that's how electricity goes. You know, it wants to find its way to the ground. So yeah, there's been times in my own apartment here where, and I don't talk about this a lot because it's one of those things where I'm not totally sure that it wasn't just me forgetting, but. There have been times where I've gone somewhere and I came back and I found a light on. And it's like, wait, I'm pretty sure I didn't have that light on when I left. And everything else is the same as it was in here. And doesn't look like any maintenance or anyone else has been through. And But it's like, I, I could have swore I had that light off. Because I don't, I don't like lights to be on a lot because I, I have light-sensitive eyes. And... And so I, I I normally won't leave lights on for just just because. So I I think um, sometimes there is something to that, and maybe it depends on the place whether that's always the case or just that case once in a while. But um, there's been times where there have been lights on here, and it's like, oh well, okay. Apparently, someone wanted it on for a little bit. Here's an odd synchronicity with the just but what we're talking today, and it just dawned on me when you were saying what you were saying is that I've been doing a lot of digging downstairs in the basement and everything. Last month, we used eight times the amount of electricity that we normally use. Not actually eight times. It was like 7.65 or whatever. I did the math on it just because it was like, holy crap, how can you use that much electricity in a month? And it wasn't like I was using power tools or anything like that, you know. We weren't really using a lot more electricity, but our bill went up eight times. Wow. More than normal. And we're not using any more electricity in the second month of all the digging and construction that to go down there. And we used 7.65 less than we did last month. It's just like, how can you possibly use i don't know i do construction and we don't use that much with people running you know power saws and planers and 
compressors and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was an unbelievable spike. And I just thought, that's weird because that's when I was doing all the digging in the basement. And I just, I don't know. It, it was something that came to mind. It just happened that when you were talking that we used all that more electricity down there, you know? Yeah, I just... I also talking about synchronicities, I, I, I had to, I, I had to crack up last night when you messaged me after the last show I did about Lovecraft, and uh, that last mm-hmm. story was about digging in the basement, and <laughs> it was just like, come on, James. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sorry. I wasn't aware. You got to tell me these things. No, it's a creepy old basement in a funeral home. I mean, you're down there digging in the dirt. What do you expect you're going to find? You know? Yeah. Which I have not found anything yet. Cool. Other than lumps of coal and stupid little things like that. You know, cool rocks. Nothing good. (laughs) Yeah. But um, the other things I've had happen here with electricity, I'll never forget that one time. And I think I've told the story before on the show where I had this, and I, I do think that they, these different beings can use the wires and devices to travel through because I had that one time where I was here at night and I got this feeling like I needed to turn off my route, my modem and my computer. And I just would not go away. And so eventually I did. And I felt this energy like kind of coming towards the apartment, but it was almost like it was coming through the wires. But it stopped when it got here. It was almost like it was only going through, maybe the the um through the 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 internet in a way, through maybe even just the 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 direct line that goes into the wall. And it stopped when it got here, because it couldn't get into the devices. Maybe it wanted to. I don't know. And it was just the oddest thing. And then it it left. Eventually, I fell asleep, and then woke up the next day, and it, everything was fine. I turned everything back on, but I, I there was something going on. There was some kind of presence that was using the devices to travel. I believe. Well, I mean, it's the fact that you noticed it too. You know what I mean? The, yeah. You had the premonition that it was coming. Yeah. Know? No, it would not, that feeling. At first, the first time I had it, I was like, wow, you know, I must be, I must be imagining things because that doesn't seem right, but it just would not go away. And uh, I kind of, I I do write off feelings when it's just like it happens one time and then it's done because after all, I am a paranormal talk show host and also sci-fi and paranormal fiction author. So there are some weird thoughts that go through my head, but this would just would not leave, would not stop. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, APOC, if you have any thoughts on all that, or we can keep on going. Yeah, I do. Um, so about electricity, you know, things coming on by themselves. <laughs> um, I've had a couple of experiences and, and Jay, you know, you do live in an old funeral home. So good God, who well, knows? What do you expect? what's what's hanging out there right <laughs> but um so the one that that popped into my mind was uh the car um because it was the weirdest thing possible related to electricity um i had an old amc 
uh, station wagon. I think it was like ridiculously old, like a 68 or something. And <clears throat> so it had like no extra like computer bits or anything like that. And I lived in a particular place where uh, the vehicle was parked outside. And as I would walk out the door, I could see it right there. And by the way, I remembered one extra little uh, piece of information since the last time I told you this, uh, James. Um, in the winter, and it was in the winter, um, wow. every, every once in a while, and it was, by the way, in particular, when I would feel like I didn't want to go to the car because it, because I had to warm it up and it would take so long to warm it up and, and be in there, you know? Yeah. And it was the winter time. And so occasionally when I was particularly feeling that uh, cold, you know, um, I would walk outside and, and the car would turn on. And but just by itself, just by itself. And it happened like three, maybe four times. And it was just, that was one I don't have a witness to. And I really wish I did because it was just the most like impossible thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, but, you know, the ignition uh, is charged by the, by the battery. Um, and so it, it's related to electricity. Um, and I have, of course, all the times, I guess we're probably going to get into this, but all the times that, um, you know, <clears throat> lights would turn on and off as you would drive under them. Um, that's that's a thing that pops up with the electric people thing. Uh, and that would happen to me all the time from the time I was a little kid. Um, but, but yeah, uh, that's... Those were a couple of things that that popped into my head with when Jay was talking. Are you talking street lights? Like the street yeah. lights flicker? When... Not flicker. Right. They. But the thing is, I know when they're going to do it, and that's the weird part. It's like I've got a feeling, and I look at a particular light that I'm tuning into a feeling with, and that light will by the time I get to it or just as I pass it, because I always glance back and make sure if it, if it doesn't turn off, it will turn off. <laughs> it's like, uh, but if I don't have that feeling, you know, it, it, it doesn't bring it to my attention, whether it's happening or not, you know, and same thing with, with turning it on, you know, if there's, if I get that feeling and there's a, a headlight up ahead that is, uh, <clears throat> that's off, you know, and again, I get that sort of tuning feeling. Then by the time I get to it, it, it usually pops on. You know, I, I would say nine times out of ten, it happens. And so it is odd. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, too, if, if maybe with that car, if you weren't somehow turning it on yourself. I'm wondering, yeah. I, that's, it, it, it occurred to me that that could be happening, <laughs> Yeah. But that's also yeah. the house that we had a lot of other experiences in, me and my uh, roommate. So, yeah, I, 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 it could be either. It could be anything, really. But, um, but yeah, 
it's a possibility for sure. And of course, there's the the um, the thing that happens in a lot of uh, UFO stories or alien stories, even just other paranormal stories, where strange either objects in the sky or creatures are seen along roads, and people's vehicles will just turn off. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's that's one of the creepiest things I think. One of the cre- creepiest phenomena with. Uh, electricity is when you see a ufo and and your vehicle turns off and there have also been household electrical uh, disruptions when people uh, experience ufos as well and i'm not sure um <clears throat> if i could remember all the stories but there are several and and some of them happen like if they see a UFO like out the window or if they see one outside and go inside or when they, uh, when the electricity turns off, they'll go outside. There are stories in line with all of those scenarios where, where, you know, electricity is being shut off is involved in, in UFO sightings. Yeah. And then that's um, the other thing that happens with UFO sightings. That's kind of just, maybe starting to be talked about more these days than it used to be is the that when there's a, a sighting there's also other paranormal activity going on in the home after yes. the sighting um poltergeist mm-hmm. kind of stuff sightings of creatures sightings of the aliens themselves or what appear to be the aliens themselves but also just sightings of ghosts spirits um deceased loved ones especially in dreams in some cases mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how all this does seem to be um, connected at times in different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are so many stories like that. I do think they're connected in some way. Or they seem, at least, <laughs> perceptually connected in that way. I'm yeah, going to have to mute up for a moment. No problem. But yeah, that's the, that's the thing. And I, I, I agree that's important to say that it seems like that because... As I always say, I don't know anything, and I, I, I but I, it's there are things that seem to be connected, and uh, but yeah, what do you uh, what do you think about all that, Jay? Well, I mean, I was just Apocalypse telling the story about her car. I remember having a paranormal experience one time while driving, and it actually fried the alternator in the car. Wow. Like, Driving down the road, had the experience and didn't think anything of it or anything. Well, I did. I thought, and I actually told my father, you know, I was a kid, right after, you know, starting to be driving age and stuff like that. You know, and he gave me that, you know, sometimes people are just lost and they haven't found their way yet, you know. And I'm going on the, the reason why I had the conversation with my father is like, what do you think happened? I says, I don't know. I saw something really weird on the side of the road. And then the battery died in the car and it like drained it all out. And then it wasn't the battery because somebody stopped and helped me and they gave me a jump. It was the alternator. And it, you know, obviously you take the part off the car and take it to the shop and have them look at it and get the new one and everything like that. But it actually fried the voltage regulator. The guy was kind of like, wow, that's weird. Usually these things don't fry. But it did. It fried the voltage regulator and the alternator of the car. 
there was a woman standing on the side of the road was the paranormal experience but that's yeah. a yeah. different story because she was there every time i drove on that road you know kind of like the lady in the mirror you know interesting go on apex um the alternator usually there's one part and i'm not sure if it's the voltage regulator but i don't think so because it's it's a mechanism. It's 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 a mechanic. It's like a, a metal piece that usually cracks in alternators that makes them go out. Right. And the and the voltage regulator that isn't that. And Jay, you know, probably know better than I. Uh, isn't that like connected to the? It, it connects to an internal part, but it's like external to the voltage yeah, regulator. Yeah, it's out, it's actually outside of the. It's not yeah. in the alternator. It's on right. the side of it. And the guy was like, "Wow, it's weird." Yeah, that is kind of weird because I know, and I've changed out many, many alternators, and and uh, the one piece that does go bad is the metal <clears throat> thing. There's a metal piece that turns that keeps it going, and that's the part that usually just cracks and and messes up, and you have to replace that one part. And that's yeah. why you buy rebuilt alternators, and it's fine because that one piece is the one that goes. Yeah, it's wrong like a little there. Woodruff key thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you have to have the patience to take the alternator apart to get to the key because it's all the way on the inside. <laughs> Which is oh. why you let other other people do that. <laughs> Unless you got a lot of time on your hands and there's mm -hmm. no internet and you're just listening to the radio because there's yeah. nothing else to do back before we had the internet. But yeah, the voltage regulator actually does connect to the electricity. So if there were a surge... If there were a an if there was an overload of some kind, um, <clears throat> then it could probably screw up the the voltage regulator, right? Well, I mean, the, <clears throat> the funny thing about that experience is that was the only time I I slammed on the brakes on the interstate is what I did when I saw it and stopped and was like, what? <laughs> And then that was the time that it died. Every other time, I never had an issue. Yeah. That one time that I WTF <laughs> trying to mind my language on your show, James. I, <laughs> I so maybe forget to say anything about that too. So it's not the no worries, but thank you. Sorry, I, I just noticed that about your show, James. Yeah. Because you do so, have the best show on radio. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. So, so if you maybe if you stopped so fast, you got whatever it was, you got its attention, maybe, and maybe that's why it tried. Because I couldn't, I couldn't see how <clears throat> stopping quickly like that could actually trigger a physical, uh, or a physical malady with the voltage regulator that, that wouldn't make sense yeah, to me the alternator's not going to know that i stopped real fast right exactly <clears throat> the brakes are going to know it but the alternator won't right right exactly it's not connected like that hmm. it's very well, interesting maybe it was some kind of defense or just a, a reaction even that maybe even the entity wasn't even where it was going to happen it just their attention turning towards you just did that and it maybe it's hard to right. say whether it in, intended to or not when it comes to these things 
that makes I did sense. have a tendency to speed up an awful lot from then on when I was going through that area. <laughs> so tussle right along. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, I um, I'm trying to think of other. I don't think, and that's kind of that's something I just realized now that I've never really had a lot of experiences with electronics outside of my own home, except for the one in my dad and stepmom's house um, with the light and the ceiling fan turning on. But um, but yeah, but there are people that have experiences with this, and it doesn't even seem to be really paranormal. Like like you were describing, Apoc, there's just this energy that you feel, and then things happen, and yeah. you're aware of it. And that is what they call the slider phenomenon. Yeah. I, so. I also, yeah, the slider thing also has to do with pretty much any electronics. And when I was growing up, I could wear, for some reason, I could wear digital watches, but I couldn't wear, you know, uh, mechanized watches. That kind of goes in the other direction, though, which is odd. Um, my mechanized watches would always die, even though I guess it does. I think they did still use it. They did still use a battery. I only had a couple of wind-up watches. At, at, I'm dating myself, maybe, but when I was when I was a kid. But um, yeah, for some reason, I could wear the digital watches, and they wouldn't die. But the ones that were mechanized would would die. And that's weird. I just, I loved those and I wanted to be able to wear them and I couldn't. But that's a sliders thing. That's, I mean, the whole kitschy word of sliders, whatever. Now they have a word for it, but, you know, it's been going on forever. Um, there's a lot of other phenomenon with people who report to have these <clears throat> events happen. And a lot of them are related to electronics in the home, lights in the home going on and off people um was it jay who was it that was talking about um going through a um an electric you know the things that you go through when you pass uh, through a door of a store that it would go off all the time I may be mixing it, mixing it up with a radio show, but the story is that this person would go in a uh, in any store with one of those detectors, and it would go off. And every time they'd walk out, it would do the same. Now they had actually had some experiences with uh, UFOs and potential abduction. Um, and they had believed it was, yeah, it was a girl This actually, I'm remembering it better now. So, um, she had passed out one night and for several months to a year after that and having a mark on her body that was unusual, and feeling a lump in that area that was unusual. Um, that's when all of it started happening. And then at some point within six months to a year, it just suddenly stopped happening. But it was so consistent that she just 
that phenomena for her freaked her out more than even seeing UFOs or thinking that she might have been abducted because it was like her affecting the stuff and then suddenly it stopped and then the lump went away. <laughs> so I wonder if sometimes these things are related to um, possible implants or uh, something like that. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? I think I forgot that happens, but um, <laughs> no, that's okay. But yeah, it's, it, it is a thing. And uh, these, these, yeah, these different, div- I, that's what I was going to say. I have heard <laughs> over the years, different people in, in the whole paranormal community say that they can't, they don't like to get too close to any kind of uh, computers, electronics. Because they always seem to break down when they're near them. Yeah. And it's just, that seems to be like the more extreme kind of case where you, you can't, you know, you can't be in, near any kind of computer, computerized device because then they'll just crash or just right. break down. But that that's, I've, I've heard that multiple times with different people. Yeah, I have too. I have too. The stories are, are really wild with the electronic thing. Um. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some other phenomena that is um, odd with them, but right now it's not coming to mind. So, do you have any other stories, James or Jay? Well, well, I was upset. God, well, one of the things that I know, you know, I've had a ghost hunter trip. You know, I've been, you know, semi-involved in that, and the, everything they bought with them was an electronic device. You know, the little cameras that they set up on the little tripods and left laying around and the 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 craziest thing that they had, which I thought was really odd, was uh, um one of those it's like a ding dong when you walk through the ray, it'll bing bing, you know. They s- yeah. Yeah, they set those things up everywhere. And they, you know, oh yeah, we use these. These are great. They, you know, that way we kind of know where things are moving around, and then we can record there. So they s- went around and they dropped off all those little motion detector things all over the place. And then whenever one would go off, we'd head that way. Mm-hmm. You know, their EM readers and all that. <clears throat> but. All that stuff is electronic, so I mean, obviously, scientifically speaking, you know, the people that are going out there debunking themselves, you know, doing hours and hours of recording and video, making sure they're time stamping it together, and all that stuff to find the little anomalies that they find. Everything is electronic. All of the tools that they use, you know, I mean, it's just so... Is that a bit of proof that, you know, the electricity flowing around and everything else like that has something to do with that? You know, yeah, is, I think so. Yep. That, that's a good point. I mean, so electromagnetism is in the light spectrum and light is a frequency. And if they can adjust or adapt to the frequency that's being received by the mechanism, then they might be able to figure out a way to tweak it, you know? Yep. 
Yeah, and um, that's the thing with uh, various uh, those electromagnetic uh, field re uh, readers or de detectors, um, where they'll they have different um, different colored lights for the different level of the field, and um, that's what some of those investigators they they do use those for that. They'll ask for certain levels, in other words, certain colors to be lit up on the device. Right. Uh, for responses and that is um an amazing thing and then but the, also the the hard part i think the, the difficult part is sometimes they'll take those devices places where there isn't even any uh power systems that are on and yet these devices will just be pinged they'll just be maxed out and they won't appear to respond to anything and the question there is is it just picking up on some energy field that they just they don't know what it is or where it's coming from or is that someone that's conscious that's just like, hey, you can sense me? You can sense me. This is amazing. And just just doesn't know how to back off or doesn't want to back off. And but by by maxing that device out, there just there's no way to communicate. Right. Yeah. Very possible. Very possible. And and here's another thing, since we're talking about elect electric people. What if the people could be putting out extra, EM, you know, electromagnetism, uh, and um, possibly the the electric field around them is potentially getting excited or uh, something, and then the mechanism is responding to to the people themselves. Yeah, definitely makes me wonder now if you were to do a a pool of um, paranormal investigators that uh, um, that were out there, how many of them? Have ever in, uh, had experiences with uh, <laughs> with that with devices, yeah. you know, doing odd things outside of the investigations. Right, um, that's, that's an a, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, would be I an mean, interesting thing to that, follow. That, to follow yeah, up. that's a definite. That that is an excellent. Does that box just go off like the same way it did in the basement of the Masonic Temple when it's sitting on your desk in your house? And maybe you're you're having a um you're you're having an extreme or a higher level of emotions at a certain time due to whatever's going on in your life. Um, I mean, because I've heard that too with devices. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Yep. I might be able to find a guy to talk to about that, actually, because that last group of ghost hunters that went through the temple there, they, they built their own. You know, I, you know, he worked at a, you know, radio factory where he had access to all the cool tools and you know ability to print the boards and stuff like that he needed but the, when they came he was the guy that i was telling you that was being a jerk it was like you know you're asking at the questions it's obviously giving you a bad you know they were asking questions. Would you like us to leave it alone and things like that? And the thing was like, yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, let's go. And he started hounding it, you know, and it, that's just rude. But the thing is, though, is you know, they made their own tools. Yeah. You know, I'm and I was just wondering if you know, find a way to get back in touch with that guy and ask him. I says, you know. Just the simple question. How many times does that thing go off in your house when you're not doing one, you know? Right. To wonder whether or not 
the energy is coming from us. You know, we're adding to that. You know, we've talked about that lots before. Don't invite it into your house, James. Um, <laughs> Too late. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, the yeah. radio starts blaring downstairs in the basement in the middle of the night. Don't go down there because the guy is going to get you. You know, there's a reason why it. Leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, and I want, I've heard that before. Like people, um, not even so much necessarily with the the EMF readers, but the um, either the spirit boxes or the uh, just the, the, the voice recorders where people will just leave them on in their homes, which I think is another way of inviting um, presences in. But where they will get, you know, um, pick up things on those devices at, at their homes. And sometimes it's, it's loved ones that have passed on, that, that, you know, their loved ones. Other times it's just random things, you know. And so, I, I, yeah, I wonder if just that, I, I wonder if how much of it is a combination of the device itself and then the person's own energy and their openness to having those experiences as well. You have a point. You definitely have a point because I think when we're more open, um, we have the ability, regardless of of what people believe, you know, to um, to be to receive more phenomena, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, if if let's say. And that would be an interesting study as well to go back and look at the electric people, quote unquote, and um, and see if they've had more ghost experiences than other people or, or, you know, paranormal phenomena or even UFO sightings. Yeah. Sasquatch sightings. <laughs> it would be interesting because what if they are simply more open to having phenomena happen? You know, yeah. So, and I guess we could probably maybe get to that now. You think, APAC, um Just if you want to talk a little bit about what you, at least, what you remember of what the, mm-hmm. what that term means. Yeah. Well, well, the I think we've covered the majority of it. The that the, the, they call electric people the sliders, but then there are these other people, <laughs> and these other people emit light. And there's one story where I think it was World War II where the wounds on the soldiers would emit a light, some of them, some of them not. And the, the story goes that the wounds that would emit light um, would actually heal faster and more of those people would survive than the ones that did not emit light and they think they narrowed it down to a bacterium that was uh, that was affecting in a positive way the wounds and it was um it was basically luminescent you know, so they called it, they called it something that was, um, that was 
Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I do remember what you're talking about. Um, APAC did share a couple links with me before the show. Um, I, fl- I believe it was something like Angel Glow or something like that. Um, where, yeah. yeah. And, um, and that is an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, just real quickly. before <laughs> They changed it to a word that sounded like Satan thing like <laughs> instead of the angel yeah. thing isn't that weird that they did that because i mean initially they thought that it was coming from an angelic source because it was saving lives and then somehow over time it got changed to like luciferinian or something like that the bacterium Lucifer in the word yeah in the name yeah that's like really that's so weird i mean lucifer was an angel yeah. but you know I yeah, I would like to see that link because I would like to know what that bacterium is. Yeah. I mean, well, you, wouldn't you want crap loads of that around? Uh, maybe. Well, I mean, I mean if it's healing people when they get shot in yeah. the middle of a war and they're healing faster. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be something you should be growing in your basement? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We don't know what else it does. But yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, so that's one source of the like glowing people. And then there were these, there were two girls that, um, <clears throat> and I, I can't remember their stories right off hand. And, and the link that I sent you, James, I just revisited like the first story. So that's the one that I'm remembering. So please correct me if they went over this and, and I'm giving false uh, uh, information. but. Um, there were two girls that glowed, um, (laughs) I'll just give what I remember and it's so basic. So, uh, there were girls that glowed and they couldn't figure out why. Um, and that's basically all I remember of those stories, but there are so many more. It's very interesting. And sometimes I wonder if it actually connects to, um, to the phenomena of spontaneous combustion because that's something I've always kind of connected in that way and the phenomena of the quote-unquote kundalini energy you know because they they can't figure out what causes it and it is a phenomena I've researched it thoroughly and it's it's freaking real (laughs) I mean it's so there's there are a lot of theories, but they just don't work, you know? Yeah. And the combustion thing, that seems like maybe just the more extreme or the the more unfortunate end to that whole or just the uh, unfortunate like extreme level of that in that case. Maybe. Uh, but uh the other thing that this makes me think of is I wonder how often these glows are just somehow related to one's aura that is somehow visible in some cases. Yeah, maybe. Uh, some Like in some parts stronger than others because I think it was like different parts of these people who glowed. Um, and I could, I guess, connect that to if they were having maybe a problem in that area you know, like a physical problem in that area, then maybe their aura would uh, would get 
brighter. Maybe the energy around them would get stronger in that area. Uh, something yeah, like that. could be. Also, it's um, the other reason I think of auras is there are some times where people will see other people's auras and mm-hmm. um and the and or their own energy we've talked about that before actually in, in the um the missing show the the, the last yeah. episode of the show um yeah, that... people will see their own energy if you want to talk about that you can but if not it's okay but uh yeah but yeah, yeah I, so i had a and it was you that actually Uh, triggered the idea for me but when I had been going through the Kundalini thing I had an experience where uh, many times at night I would um, see this this purple light in front of me just swirling like like a like a mist or or a fog would swirl in the in the wind and it was deep it was rich it was beautiful it was wild you know and occasionally when i would close my eyes i would also see it but mostly when i would open my eyes and i i like to experiment when i when i have uh, weird things happen so um so i would do this test you know is this in my own head or is this out here you know right and sometimes sometimes it was it was both and sometimes it was just one sometimes it was just external right and you had mentioned something about the aura and i'm like oh yeah that's i could have been potentially seeing my own aura at that point which would be kind of exceptionally cool and it was only at night when all the lights were off and everything was was very dark you know yeah there was this one time and it never happened it's never happened again but this one time i remember I was looking at Logan, my my pet, um, my my feline. I will say I don't want to trigger the <laughs> thank the you DLGs, but um, and I could have I could have sworn I saw a really faint gl- white glow around her, and this was in the middle of the day, and I just happened to look, and it was there, and then I, I it was just gone, hmm. but. I really wonder. And of course, since then, I've had these experiences with her appearing to teleport and other things. So, but um, that's a, that's a whole other thing. We've, I think I've already covered that before quite a bit, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. And also just for anyone that's wondering what I'm talking about, the lost show, that was a, um, a night of, of synchronicities. Yes. And one of those odd things about that night was that the recording software um, I was using uh, the main software and the backup software, and both crashed oh, one after the other the same night, and they're not even run from the same server. Right, and <laughs> the weird, the weirdness about that is that the show was freaking wildly perfect in in its synchronicities. So we had decided to come up with three shows each, or not three stories each. And tell one right after the other, take turns telling the stories. And ironically, it was about, uh, you know, part of what was in that show was a phenomenon of electricity. And um, so one of us would tell the story and the, and the other one would respond. And then the next one would tell the story. 
And in the one of the most bizarre cases of synchronicity I've ever experienced, which is saying a lot, uh, the the stories just matched up in, incredibly. It was like just one right after the other, like telling a story that 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 was made for itself. You know, it was just the most incredibly bizarre thing. And then the synchronicities continued throughout the entire evening and morning. James, if you want to talk about that. I think we're good. I think uh, we'll be getting way off topic from the show, but I yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. let everybody know that there's a reason for mentioning that lost, lost show because it was connected to the aura thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the synchronicities and, were as well. And the electricity because yes. the, yeah. the things, you know, both of them, your backup and the original recorder shut off. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an amazing night. It really was. It really uh, was. Morning, and uh, and it's probably even more so because we don't have the recording of it. Because exactly. Yeah, so that's one of the, one of the few lost episodes. But that's the most um, the most amazing of the lost episodes. The ones that yeah. turned into just streams. So, but uh, yeah. So, but no auras. Um, I do believe are a thing and. Um, it's just, and there are devices, there's a camera, and I forget what it's called, that is said to be able to record auras. And that's actually part of the synchronicities of that show, too, that night, or that, just that night in general. Um, but, so there are devices that are said to be able to record those, those auras and images. And this gets back to also, I was, I I was saying this the other day in another voice chat, how I was watching one of these reality paranormal investigation shows. I won't say which one because we're on a show itself. But there was this one person who was called the team in the show over because they're having activity. But also, the um, two the two investigators were sitting in the living room with the guy that called them, and they had the the FLIR, the forward-looking infrared camera, with them. And they had it focused on this guy who thought he was, I believe he said he was like some kind of, I don't know if it was psychic or medium or something. He had some ability of some kind. And there were just waves of energy coming up and out from around him on this camera. And, of course, it was a TV show, so I don't know for sure that 100% it was what happened, but mm-hmm. it seems like it's possible. You know, and, and and maybe it's just energy waves that we just, you know, no one would, would be able to feel or detect easily. Um, but that camera was able to pick it up. Right. I want to bring up, unless Jay has something to say, because I've talked a lot. Well, I'm just saying, very interesting, but you guys are, that's why I'm not saying anything. Um, but if you're not looking, you're never going to see it. Right. You know what I mean? If someone has that energy about it, I mean, I mean, we all know this because we, you know, we talk in all of our voice chats and everything else like that. And people emit an energy, but if you're not really looking to see that, you, if you don't look up, you're never going to see a UFO. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's there's, you're not going to see anything flying around in the sky, whether it's an airplane or not, if you're always looking at the ground. You're not keeping your mind open to the things around you. You know, how many times do people have a feeling when they're going through the grocery store and 
and just shrug it off because they're worried about getting to soccer on time or whatever. Right. They, they just blow it off and walk right through it. And, you know, the entity, the ghost, whatever, is probably like, I really wanted to talk to, just, I just wanted to say hi. That's all. You know? Yeah. And there are reports of, <laughs> that's the thing. There are reports of apparitions and, and sightings of all different strange things in public spaces in the middle of the day. They're out there. They're, yeah. they're not emphasized a lot by, you know, all, all, the, all the sites and all the shows or all that because they're not, they don't fit that scary horror story um, stereotype. Nar- yeah, narrative. The narrative. Yeah, that narrative, yeah. So, but they're out there, um, and yeah, that's exactly it. If you're not looking, you're, you're not gonna. If you're not open to these things, and if, there are exceptions. I do believe that sometimes, some some, and just due to whatever circumstances, it it can happen happen to people that just are not. They have no idea that it's going to happen. But your chances are definitely increased if you are aware and you you don't close up or close yourself off to that. Those, those possibilities right absolutely and going back to what you had said before james it triggered uh, an idea for me that i had thought of actually before uh, the show a couple of days ago related to this is if if we're you know if we can bust clouds and jay knows we can do that and you know we can do that <laughs> if we can cloud bust which i've done since I was pretty young Um, and I've taught a lot of people to do it. And it is very easy once you, once you feel the thing and you know that it's going to happen, then you can do it. But that's an energy that you can go back to Wilhelm Reich with, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an energy that we don't have the means to detect yet. It's an energy that scientists say is bunk because we don't have a means to detect yet. And yet you go to the, the chi uh, and the teachings of uh, different segments of, of oriental like wisdom. They teach about using the chi. You have qigong, you have, you know, all these um asian and and uh indian and even egyptian mystery teachings and sciences that teach about using energy with your body and just because we label it chi or label it organ which is what wilhelm reich labeled it um, or whatever, it, it's we're working with something. We're doing something that has an effect outside of ourselves without using tools, external physical tools. We're using our essence. We're using our minds. We're using our intention, our direction, and our thoughts. So I think that's highly connected to this. Yeah. Definitely, and I think there's there's that energy that is within all of us, and I think there's also that energy that through natural that through the environment 
um, through natural, uh, we've well, I've talked about this before too, um, through natural minerals and or running water, or mm-hmm. even through man-made devices, human-made devices. Because um, I've talked about this before, my apartment, there's a nursing home behind my apartment, and there's a power, some kind of power junction box that's like built into the ground in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And I've had activity that has gone along, or at least close to along the line of heading through here, through the apartment, out to the back, and out towards the nursing home. That r- reminds me of something. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> people, if if you run a line, now we're talking, of, now we're getting into free energy stuff, which... <laughs> okay. Oh, if you, if you run a line... Uh, a wire through the earth far enough you're going to pick up a charge and that charge you can use depending on how long the line is and how strong it is um that's one of the experiments people have have been doing for years and years and years related to accessing different energies um to to harness outside of you know the, the the electric company right, right. so uh, that's that's very interesting that you've had phenomena there and then if you go from <clears throat> from that to the mechanisms you know wilhelm reich made organ um uh, what would you got like closets for people right and he could it he in his research he posed that he was healing people with that organ energy and all it was was a layering of different organic materials so he would have wood he would have um like um different uh, gemstones and quartz and and then metals so it was a combination of different organic materials that just emitted or or filtered or something this energy that then if you were encapsulated within the closet <laughs> uh, you would receive that energy and these people would heal according to him um and you know he's he's one of the guys that um had issues when he <clears throat> you know he basically he got thrown in prison and all his research was taken away his books they tried to you know take his books and uh get rid of them all um many of them of course survived but uh that's getting into another thing but but Wilhelm Reich also was the one who made the machines that would go out and either attract or repulse um, the weather. So he's the weather machine guy. He's the one that started all that. Um, and so using that energy, like with cloud busting, which is what the um, what the song that Kate Bush did is about. It's about Wilhelm Reich and his son, I think. Um, about uh, controlling the weather right? uh, with wow. a machine with, yeah, with a machine that he 
constructed in a way to create an orgon device. And you can still make them now, and we know how to do it. You know, it's using copper pipes and, and uh, crystals and other organic materials to do that. And you can aim the pipes wherever you want it, and it works. So, you know, it's like, <clears throat> there. It, this is a thing, guys. You know, it's like we... We have, we have a, I, I just think we need to open up our minds and investigate this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense to me because, and again, Jay and I have talked about this before, about how houses and buildings that are made of, made of or have stone or any kind of rock, certain kinds of stone in, built the, or in the construction of the place that leads to that whole stone tape or stone tape theory. Yeah, yeah, the residual haunting, but also I think it can lead to just any number of paranormal things. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to go into that, Jay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Apocalypse I got me started on James, and you really kind of sent it home. It's like <laughs> I look look at the way that they, the the kids deal with it. I've had three kids, and they've all you know been in my house and everything else. Um, they all have their little thing you know, where their, you know, imaginary friend, the lights in the room, whatever. But is it something that we know when we're born that we just gradually get talked out of? You know, it's the people at work make fun of me because of troubled minds and all that stuff. But the point of the matter is, some of them listen to the show. It's like, well, you're making fun of me, but you're listening to it too because you wouldn't be having the conversation you're having with me now if you didn't. It's just, I know you did. How do we put ourselves in a position where we don't really want to accept these things anymore? So we just push them off to the side and get you know, locked down into our work or school or whatever it is. And you just pay it. No, never mind anymore. And it's really there. It's like the thing with the cloud busting, it terrifies me because you can do it. And something like that. I always look at, you know, there's going to be repercussions for doing whatever you do, you know, you're going to build a house, you're going to cut down a lot of trees, you're going to move a lot of dirt, the ground's going to move, and then you're going to have water problems in the basement because you changed the way that things were going. Yeah, yeah. And also for anyone that uh, is listening to this show, maybe for one of the first times, uh, Jay is referring to another great show, Trouble Minds Radio <laughs> with uh, Michael Strange. And... Uh, you can hear um, all three of us on there at different times. We call in sometimes when we can. So uh, another great show, and and uh, that's where I met these two. Actually, was through that through that server, that Discord server. So, yep. Very grateful for that. Um, but yeah, just in terms of um, definitely, and then maybe we we don't think about these things or this this energy that is all around us until odd things happen somewhere down the line. Um, and again, like when we we're older and then that's when you set, you start to notice, oh, wow, 
there's things, you know, maybe when I was a kid, I thought this or I saw this or heard that. Maybe those things weren't just my imagination, you know. Um, and even when you knew at the time that it wasn't just your imagination, but as you get older, again, going back to that sort of getting out of that, that frame of mind, you've convinced yourself it was. Your yeah. Exactly. A lot of yeah. people do that. It's, I mean, if, if even with Sasquatch encounters, if, if a lot of it has to do in my research of, of these things with the belief of other people around you or the receptivity of people around you. And if they're knocked down so many times, that's when they start kind of doubting their own experiences, I think. Um, so parents with kids in a lot of cases will um, dismiss the experiences that their kids have. The parents will dismiss the experiences that the kids have. And then later on in life, you know, maybe they'll try to tell the story and then their friends will will not will laugh at the experience or whatever. And I think that puts a lot of doubt in people's minds and um, makes them question their own experiences. And um, I, I never had that problem, but a, a lot of people do. And I think there does come a time when a lot of these people and all the interviews and stuff that I've listened to where they are presented with another experience that kind of blows their mind. And once they are, they, like you said, they step back and they look at all these experiences possibly that they had in their childhood and say, you know what, these things might've really happened. And so I, I, I think that's part of opening up. I think that's part of, um, the the path of the journey of becoming more receptive after we've been sort of knocked down you know yeah being uh being open to that energy we could say yeah um going back to electricity but yeah uh, yeah i think that's maybe a good place to leave off for today so uh thank you both for being here, um, APOC, if you want to talk about your your various projects, you can. Well, um, I don't have... <clears throat> Are you going to put links in, in the show notes and stuff Yes, like I that? can definitely do that. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll send you a couple. But yeah, I've been doing... Um, I've been taking a bit of a break from the TikTok stuff, but I, uh, <clears throat> I'm on Twitter all the time. I have a lot of uh, social media stuff I'm making. I have a YouTube um, account where I post my podcasts and uh, a lot of the AI art and poetry that I do. Um, and I'm doing a new project now uh, with some of the AI art where people can actually purchase images to use free for use um, as, as they wish to um, be able to you know, use it uh, commercially or, or however they'd like. Um, and it's just basically kind of a tip jar. It's a way, it's like the only way uh, that I'm able to make money at this point doing all the things that I do so far, I'm working on the rest, but uh, yeah, I have, I have a lot of stuff if, if anybody wants to check it out and I'll uh, James, I'll send you the links that, that work for those things. Yeah. 
Sounds good. And uh, just for anyone that's curious, uh, APOC is the one that made the image for the Logan's Cataclysms videos that I've been putting out recently. Um, I love them so. I love them yeah. so much. They're like my favorite thing right now, James. They're yeah. so freaking cute. They've been fun. It has been a lot of fun to do that. <laughs> so, and um, of course, as I said, uh, you can hear Jay every so often on Trouble Minds Radio. And then um, here, I'm sure this won't be the last time he'll be on here. So again, uh, thank you, Jay, for being here. Thank you, James. Really appreciate it. Yeah. I don't do much computer stuff. No worries. No, no problem. And I believe that'll be it. So um, thank you all for listening. And this is a bonus episode. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. And there'll be another one coming out uh, not long after this one as well with uh, another interview interview with a friend. So um, thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.